Critics say the Perfect Pair podcast is a marriage and relationship fixer. Okay. You messed up, you messed up. And I finally had to just say, you know what, I messed up. And right. I left it alone. And then we good. But are we good? Because you still bringing the crap up. <laughs> right. So we obviously ain't good. We good. You having a Will Smith moment. <laughs> Wait, no. The reason why I'm saying. Don't I need to slap the hell out of you. I right wish now. you would. See us two <laughs> fighting on this podcast today. <laughs> what? You lost your damn mind. Download, subscribe anywhere you get podcasts and watch on YouTube. Welcome to the Great Girlfriends Podcast, where we discuss life, love, laughter, and everything in between. We're your hosts. I'm Brandis Daniel. I'm Sybil Amuti. And we have Tiffany, the budget needs Thank you guys for joining us. Yes. We're so excited about having Tiffany the Budgetista here with us. Welcome. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Ladies, this is a treat. It, it is a treat because first of all, Tiffany uh, lives on a plane. Yes. <laughs> she says she's from Jersey, but if you follow her on social under Tiffany the Budgetista, you will note that she is in every city around the world at every given point, which I'm not hating. I'm all with you. you t- I told you I want to be a fly on your lapel. I'm like, I- I'm trying to get like Brandis. I'm trying to have a baby next year. So I said, let me get it all out this year. <laughs> I know once that baby comes, I'm not getting on no more flights for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you will. You stay on the go, girl. We love it. But you don't just stay on the go like for nothing. You are so purposeful around everything, Tiffany. I love how you use your entire life. And your entire being to help someone else along the way. Every post, every trip, every moment with Superman and Supergirl, every experience. Like, seriously, I love that. Thank you. I try because, you know, I'm a teacher at heart. I used to be a preschool teacher for a little over 10 years. And even when I was a little girl, you know, you play teacher. I mean, I was serious when I played teacher as a little girl. So (laughs) that's just my calling. And so every part of my life, I tried to use it as a teachable moment. You are consistently educating. Mm -hmm. So you want to introduce uh, Miss Tiffany properly to our great girlfriends. (laughs) (laughs) I can introduce her. You introduced me to Tiffany. Or was it Kristen? Well, I met... I don't know, but I think it's such a big part of our world. I don't know. It's so wild. Well, I met (laughs) Tiffany um, early this year. Mm -hmm. We were on, again, Dorinda Walker Prudential. Uh (laughs) Introduced us. And um, you were one of the women who she was like, you have to meet Tiffany. You have to meet Tiffany. And we were on a panel together at at a Morgan Stanley conference out in California. Mm -hmm. And um, again, we just connected. Mm-hmm. And my mother still talks about you, by the way. Really? Oh, my God. <laughs> love, love, loves you. <laughs> That's cute. And um, and I just thought it was so unique what Tiffany was doing. It's so mm-hmm. cool. And she's like a kindred spirit. She's a total girlfriend. So oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I actually, Tiffany, met you first at the Ladies That Lead event. Oh, Kamika's yes. Oh, yeah. Event. Uh-huh. You see how this is all? who introduced us but it was either you Brandis or Kristen that walked remember. me over and was like you have to meet Tiffany Tiffany you are the have to meet girl because <laughs> I was like okay let me meet Tiffany <laughs> so we met we laughed and talked uh-huh. and you handed me that book uh-huh. you were like here is my book check it out and it was a signed copy it was your last signed copy and you gave it to me <laughs> I did so when when you go global I'm like I mean don't hate me if I sell it on eBay I'm joking I ain't gonna sell it I'm gonna keep it I'm gonna keep it and then we had lunch remember in and then yeah oh my god we had like a three hour lunch at Raymond's we still have one thing we need to do Tiffany and I I'm do. not gonna shout you out I'm gonna let you tell it if you want but we okay. have one thing we have to accomplish yeah. me and her it's a personal like it. field trip I yep. love it I love it but yep. we had lunch because we wanted to know like okay who are you and right, who are you right. 
And I mean, that's the thing, girlfriends. You meet somebody amazing, go to lunch and just go to lunch. and talk it out with no agenda. No, With agenda. no agenda. No agenda. Yeah. We laughed and chattered and chuckled and connected. Yeah. And then Tiffany, this um, was not on the table at that time that uh, we went to lunch. We we were thinking of it. But oh, we hadn't started producing. We hadn't started yeah. the great girlfriends yet. No, but you were telling people about it. Oh. Yes, I remember. I remember at the ladies at Lee brunch, um, you were telling me, "Oh, we're thinking about doing something." I don't know. She was running her mouth. <laughs> oh, I think you told me not to tell and nobody. I was like, Why are you doing she that? She was like, "Don't us. tell anybody." We're not ready. You're marketing something that doesn't exist. That's and I remember being like, "Oh, that sounds cool." Yeah, and oh, people were hyped up. I'm like, "Stop oh, it, I forgot. <laughs> Stop doing that. I myself. You cannot market something that's not branded. That is like part of my code. Yes, you did. Oh. Yes, you right. Yes, she you sure did. She was all on pre-launch. She was. <laughs> so, and here we are. We have been trying to do this. Girlfriends, when you, when we sit through this, you'll understand. We've been trying to set a date with Tiffany um, all of this time. And throughout the course of this time, Tiffany has built I mean, you have like multiplied your platform four times over. Your speaking engagements tripled from June. And you then started a podcast, The Brown Ambition with mm-hmm. Mandy, right? Yeah, Mandy Woodruff from, from Yahoo Finance. Yes. And, mm-hmm. um, and I don't even know, 2016, I'm pretty sure on the moon or something like that. We'll, <laughs> we'll find that out. But I'm just glad we could have this. We're just honored to have this time with you today. (laughs) I'm honored to be here. We are so blessed. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you you introduce the episode? So this episode, ladies, we don't want you diving into 2016 off those Christmas bonuses, spending like fools. Mm -hmm. We just don't want that. We don't want that. So we decided to bring in our favorite resident financial budgeting expert Mm -hmm. to come in and really give us some some cool education around how you can make your money work for you in 2016 and like i said to brandis and tiffany before we got started recording we're all going to be working for money in Mm -hmm. 2016 right if not if for nothing else we set those vision boards we Mm -hmm. got all these plans you don't achieve many of them if you don't achieve many of them one thing you will consistently probably do is go to work Yes. yes So you will work for money, but why not have your money working for you? Why not be yeah, smart preach. around what you're doing with your money? Absolutely. Right? But that starts with the right psychology mm-hmm. around money and and what it is. So Tiffany has worked with probably over close to 100,000 women, I'm going to say by now. I know the group has over 30,000 on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, we're nearly at 40. But you've traveled and spoken to thousands and thousands. So mm-hmm. I'm, I, your reach is probably well at 100,000 in totality. Yeah, no, I believe so. I mean, (laughs) I I believe so. And honestly, it it started so small, just really, I grew up in a household. My father talked about money all the time. He was a CFO and he was an accountant and he had five girls here, my mom. And so, you know, money is always a topic. You're going to see with baby sky, right? (laughs) (laughs) Everybody needs something. My shoes, my hair, my dress, my this, you know, Uh times five. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he realized early on that he had to get us on the money team. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I see you guys are asking, but this is what a budget looks like. And this is how much me and mommy make. And this is what we can spend on this. And so money was part of our daily conversation. And so I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't separate that from my everyday life. I thought that was normal for everyone. So wait a minute. Your dad mm -hmm. was transparent about what he and your mom made and their budget. Cannot believe that. Wow. So, because I remember my very first financial lesson that I can really remember, I wanted a bike for my birthday. Mm-hmm. And he showed me the family budget. He showed me what they made a month. 
And wow. then because, you know, I was not, I didn't, it didn't mean anything to me. You know, it's just numbers. Like when you're yeah, nine, but you could go to school and tell those okay. numbers. Like, <laughs> it's true. You could, I mean, parents are afraid of that, but honestly, yeah. but that, what I find with kids in particular, it's your tone that dictates what they mm-hmm. do next. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, so, so, right, so Sybil, you have kids, you know, like if your baby falls, sometimes they look at you like, should I cry? You let yeah. me know. Yeah. You know, so uh-huh. same so if you if it's the secretive like don't tell anybody tone the first thing i'm doing is telling right. <laughs> yes so true but if it's kind of like oh yeah this is just regular everyday life it doesn't seem like a big deal so i kept i used to keep it moving i didn't realize that it was a big deal for them to share mm-hmm. that but what it did was it put me on the same team as my parents it was like oh, this- i love it i love it <laughs> like so for example now so you know i have superman that's my boo Supergirl, he has a nine-year-old daughter, and mm-hmm. I call her mom Supermom. So we all are on oh. the same team. She's great. She was just over here yesterday. He left. We were having girlfriend time. He came back like, she's still here. I'm like, don't worry about it. We're cool. You know? And so because I believe that, you know, that if we're going to have a blended family, we should all get along. And thankfully, yeah. And even financially, we're all on the same page. Everyone should be who's in your life and plays a major role should be on the same page with you financially. We might not have the same ideas about money, but at least we know what's going on. Like Supergirl needs this. Who's paying for that? Who's buying groceries? You know, what's happening? You know, so yeah, it's just important that. So in putting it down on paper, so we all know. As a kid, I can remember specifically mm. my dad used to highlight the electric bill, mm-hmm. and he would put it on the refrigerator, so we all knew how if we was it higher from last month or lower from last month, and then he would put that excess money in a little jar for us to have fun with if we if we brought the electric bill lower. Wow, I love this. So it's important, like if you're a parent and you have kids, to marry what they care about with what you care yes. about. Yes. You know? They're not going to care about your bill. So saying no. the bill is too high literally means nothing, mm-hmm. you know, but saying, you Related know what, the bill keeps going up. Guess y'all don't want pizza on Fridays because yep. that's where pizza money's going. I care about pizza. Oh, we're right. going to make that bill go down. Right. <laughs> Girl, so tell your dad I power. said, hey. <laughs> 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 always jealous. See, my mom was a master negotiator. So mm-hmm. my dad was educated when it came to financial Stuff. But my mom really taught me through action. So she would take us to the store and show us how she would navigate, how she could grocery shop for a family of seven wow. and keep it low, you know. So my mom was really good at going to specialty shops. Like we go to the baker versus getting your bread from ShopRite. We would go to the butcher because it was cheaper. And then we would buy in lump sums and then we had a freezer downstairs. Mm-hmm. So I watched her navigate with our budget, you know, running our family's budget because my dad, you know, they made about the same amount of money, but it really was my mom that had to do a lot of the day-to-day spending while he did most of the bills and took care of that. Boom wow. pow, Tiffany. Boom pow. Oh, Boom pow. So, you know, in your experience um, with the Live Richer Challenge and with all of the women that you have been coaching through their uh, financial uh, budgeting and just the decisions that they're making. What are some of the challenges that you you hear from women around the psychology of money? So, uh, women tend to have this "I don't deserve" thing happen. Mm. You know, I'm not worthy of, and they might not say those words, mm-hmm. but their actions speak to that. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you know, I'm not going to get that because you know I don't want to. I don't want people to feel uncomfortable, or I'm not going to drive the nice car to work, or I'm not going to get those shoes, even though I can afford those shoes, but my girlfriend really can't. Or, you know, yes. like, I feel like I ought to, you know, my brother, even though every time I give him money, he wasted, he asked me again, I, well, I can't let him fall. Why? Mm. Why can't you? You know, women are always saving the world 
and not taking care of ourselves. So that's what I see mostly with women. We're always looking after everyone else. Mm -hmm. That includes financially. And we don't realize that we have created this cycle where people continue to come back to the well Mm -hmm. and use us. It's not fully everyone else's fault. Mm -hmm. Because if I know that you will always pick me up when I fall, Mm -hmm. then I'll never get back up. I'll just lay here and wait for you. That's funny. You know, and so that's with kids too. Like, you know, we do that with our children, you know, Mm -hmm. well, I want to make sure they have everything I didn't have. And even now with uh, Superman and, and, and Supermom, I've been like training them when it comes to Supergirl mm-hmm. about because both of them didn't grow up with much. Neither did I. So they give her she's the only child. So Supergirl does not know for lack. She does not understand that, you know, <laughs> that like she has everything, you know, especially uh-huh. when you grow up in like a socioeconomic depressed like environment, you know. Then all of a sudden, when you have kids, you're like, I'm going to make sure they have everything. And so she does. Even though she's a, a well-behaved child, she's, mm-hmm. she's off. she didn't know what the budget was. Every time we went somewhere, she knew I was going to get something. So if we just went to Walmart to pick up, like, an air conditioning, she knew I'm getting a doll baby. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And I remember the first time that happened, I said, oh, okay, I'm thinking like, well, why is she getting a dog? Did she get straight A's? Is there something that happened that I'm not aware of? Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, as a kid, and with five kids, you're not getting random toys. It's just, right. No. Right. And I'm going to pause because you, you're Nigerian, so it had to be straight A's. <laughs> that 98, but I'd be like, you're clapping, but where's the other two points? You know? <laughs> and so with her, I had to really start to train him that like, you know, that if you continue to do that, yes, an $11 doll baby doesn't seem like much, but when she's 16 and it's $300 Jordans, then what? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I started putting or, her- Or a car. Yeah. Exactly. And then yeah. she's going to look at you and she'll be upset with you because you don't get those things for her, yeah. but it's not going to be her fault that you have trained her to expect to get something for nothing. But you will get them for if you, because everyone's training everyone. So yeah. psychologically, she's training you, you're training her, and, and it, $11 turns into 300 quick. Exactly. So I started to retrain her mm-hmm. to think in the way. So now we have this thing. There's this great, if you're a parent, there's this great website called Chore Monster. Mm-hmm. It's super yep. cute. It's free. Yep. So like I upload, I asked her because she actually wanted to have chores. So she watches Disney. So, you know, they're always like, you know, she's thinking like, oh, chores is so like romantic. I'm like, okay, we're going to see. So, <laughs> so I, she, we, she helped me create what her chores were going to be. And then we would assign a, a, a point value to the chore. And then as a result of the chores, she would get, um, she would get something like she loves staples, so she might get a five dollar gift certificate to staples, or she might get um twenty minutes on the computer 
or 30 minutes extra watching her favorite show. So she started to earn things and, and versus just getting them. And whenever I go to Staples, like I said, she loves Staples. And so now she knows that she would have to earn her Staples money and then bring some of it. And then that would be it. So she had $5. That's it. So you should see her when we go to Staples. She goes to her favorite aisle with all like the crayons and markers and she'll come and she'll, she calls me Tiffy. So Tiffy, this is $3 and this is $3. And I'm like, well, what's three plus three? She's nine. She knows six. Mm-hmm. How much do you have? Five. She's like, you're not going to put the extra, are you? Nope. So you got me. (laughs) You need a coupon, boo. (laughs) She'll be like, so she just knows. So you'll see her navigating through Staples, adding things up to see what she can get for $5. Mm -hmm. And she actually enjoys that. So it's like now she feels in control because once you set the budget, she can buy whatever she wants as long as it's kid appropriate. Mm -hmm. And so kids like that, you know, versus just going and saying, I want that doll baby. No, here is the $20 that you earned or that you got for your birthday. Mm -hmm. You can get what you like. But it has to be within this realm. Mm-hmm. And so setting that boundary early on is going to help her for later, obviously. So how does that translate to our, um, our women? Same thing. Uh-huh. That self, setting that boundary for yourself. And really, that boundary is called a budget. For her, mm-hmm. it's like a mini budget. So we, I've even started using that wording. Like, what's your budget, you know, Supergirl? And so she'll know. But for as if you're an adult, you have to set that boundary with your budget. And a budget is just a list of your expenses how much they cost monthly and subtract it from your take-home pay. That's it. But but this is good, Tiffany, because what I feel was such a catch fire for you is the budget. Yes. And making the budget something that wasn't so um, intimidating. Right. Mm -hmm. People are scared to look at their money and where, and what they're making and what's going out because then they have to face the reality of habits. And I don't have enough. And I don't have enough. Because people assume a budget tells them no. Yeah. Switch your thinking. Honestly, I look to my budget for the yes. So I might be Get like, but I want to go to, oh, so every birthday I try to go on a vacation. Mm-hmm. Like I call it someplace epic. So I, for a birthday, like two birthdays ago, I went with my sister Tracy. We went to Greece and Turkey. So I said, budget, I want to go to Greece and Turkey. And this is like a year in advance. So I looked at my budget and I found the yes. Well, if you do a little less of this and a little less of this, the answer is yes. And so really, if you start asking your budget to give you the yes, it will. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have to make some choices, Mm -hmm. but changing your thinking and even the way you talk about money, it's not that I don't have. I do. If I decide a little bit less of this, the money is there. And you know what's interesting? As kids budget from but first of all kids and budget were not paralleled unless it came from parents (laughs) right budget meant no yeah because parents would say it's not in the budget always meant yeah and so now you're reversing that psychology and teaching us that your budget can say yes you just have to locate the yes but through the decisions that you make with the money Mm -hmm. that you have yeah i love that you might say, you know, budget, can I go on two vacations a year? And budget says, yes. As a matter of fact, you can. You know, you don't watch much TV. What if we cut out the cable and just gave you internet? And then you could just hook the internet up to your television and watch that way and pay $8 a month for Netflix versus $200 a month for cable that you don't watch. $200 a month times 12 months is $2,400 a year. That's vacations. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. And so that's what people don't realize that to me it's about what does more really look like? So my friends used to tell me I was so cheap. Like, oh, you live less of a life, Tiffany. And I'm like, really? When's the last time you've been anywhere? Because they thought, 
Because they would Oops. think less meant like I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go to brunch every Sunday with them. Mm-hmm. That looked like less of a life. I'm like, no, that's not my more. My more that's is vacation. Good. So I do less brunch so I can have more vacation. Tiffany, hold on a oh, minute. No. <laughs> I'm so into the screen. I forgot. I, we in the like, I need a piece of paper. I feel like I'm in church. Because, I'm like this. You know, I'm seriously, we're all up in your face. But the truth of the matter, you just said something so valuable. That is that great girlfriend pressure. Your mm-hmm. more and my more can mean two different things. They but if can. I don't stand up for my more, yep. I'll succumb to your mores and then yep. I won't be able to do my more. That's yes. So true. Like I'll be at brunch That's with you so true. because I just want to be, you know, I want to live in the moment with you. And when it comes time for me to spend that money on something I deserve, I don't have it. Or, I, or vacation. Or vacation. Whatever or, or, I choose. Or, or purse. Girl, or, let's, let's just go to Dominican Republic yeah, this weekend real quick. Up, right. And if you think about it, 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 it could be a purse. Ooh, it could good. be your hair. It could be the spa. So it could be anything to me. There's no, I don't like to put uh, judgment on what you're more. No. Looking, yeah. But you know, every person knows what that more is. Exactly. And so you might say to your friend, your friend might say, come to brunch. Mm-hmm. But so what I try to figure out is what are you really saying? What you're saying is spend time spend with me. Spend time well, with me. We can spend time for free at home. And, I, and I can <laughs> scramble your eggs for you for and real. give you fresh pineapple and exactly. mimosas. Do you see what I mean? So figuring out with a, with a true friend, you'll find that usually that thing that they want you to pay for, usually it's just an, something that they're looking for you to, it's really an experience they want to have for you. So how exactly. can you do that without using your more money on their more? Mm-hmm. You know? Oh my gosh. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> she almost knocked the mic over. <laughs> I love that concept. I, I'm just done right I now. love that concept. This is so helpful. Girlfriends, pay, pay close attention to what... Well, first of all, identify your more. Yes. Identify your That's more. That's so true. I know what my mores are. Mm-hmm. You know what your mores are. Mm-hmm. And then identify what it is you really want to pull out of your relationships with people so you're not spending money on the experiences that you can get for free. Because for a long time, my more was my business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it sure was. you were wanting me to yeah. use people, not you. Simple, no, but people, but mm-hmm. people were wanting me to go on this trip and go yep. on that trip and do this and do that. And I was like, I can't do that. Yeah. 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 Because your more is your business. And my people more was my business. Like us. Like they would look at you either angry or pitying you like, mm, look at your life. But you're like, no, no. I, this, there's joy in this for me. Yeah. Right. I know it's not for you. But we're not the same but person. my more. Mm-hmm. Yes. And even being able to articulate that to a friend. I mean, once I was able to, because I didn't know that's what I was doing. I just was doing that and living that. And then once I kind of articulated it for myself, I was able to go to friends and say, this brings me joy. Yeah. So going to brunch, I like hanging out with you, but brunch doesn't bring me joy. So what you're asking is that I take away from my joy and give to yours. And once I was able to have that conversation with people that actually care about you, they got it. And they were like, Okay, Tiffany, I get it. Like even now, people tell me, "Oh, you work so much." I'm I'm over here because I have a friend who, I mean, she all she wants to do is spend frivolous time. I mm. mean, and for me, time is money. I'm a consultant, so mm-hmm. I, I consider my time an investment. Period. Yes. Wherever I spend it, which makes me very wise over how am I spending my time. Yep. So for her, it's not the same. I yes. Mean, so when I. Every time you call me, you want to go to dinner that I don't want to go to. Mm-hmm. You want to go hang with people that I don't care. To, you want to do things. Mm-hmm. That, and I always tell her, you you don't understand it now because we're on two different tracks. Yeah. And it's a little complex for you. Maybe later you'll get it. I don't know. But the point is, I cannot make it. Like, yes. I, I can't make it. 
And learning too, you'll start to, you know, everybody, like, you know, my friend told me this today because I was struggling with this. He said, as you grow, more will go. Mm-hmm. And it really hit me because I was like struggling yesterday with like, you know, I'm, I'm always the type of person that I want people to stay or I want things to stay the way they are. Yeah. And he says, as you grow into whatever your goals and your dreams are, things will have to exit your life. Yes, indeed. And you know, everything doesn't, you can't do it all. It's just not possible. You have to prioritize. And that includes money. That includes time. That includes everything. Yes. You know? Wow. All right, preacher. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> man okay so give us some more psychology like what else have you picked up from women around their psychology with money and and their beliefs around money period so one thing i did not this is something i learned about myself just recently and i realized wow women as a whole i was attending a financial conference and there was a woman there who was really wealthy and she said that a woman gave her permission to go after that wealth the woman told her that, you know, there are not too many people just in the world who have the ability to, to, to make great wealth. That's just the way the world is set up. So there might be one or two percent of us who have the ability to make millions and millions of dollars a year. Some people will make a hundred thousand, some people will make 30, whatever that is, you know, but there's a small percentage of people who have the opportunity to make great wealth. Mm-hmm. And she said that she was holding herself back. And as was I, oh, a hundred thousand is fine. 200000 is fine. No, the budget needs to is a million-dollar business. Get it. I love it. But I, but I told myself, I don't need a million dollars. What do I need a million dollars for? I'm good right where I am. She said, give yourself the, the permission, permission to go for that because it is, so many people will never have that, that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And what she's saying is that if you don't take that opportunity, there are causes that you, as a woman of color, are going to champion that you can't. There are children and people mm-hmm. who are going to need your help who are not going to get it because it. you didn't go for that million dollars. Because I kept thinking, she's like, you're thinking about this million dollars as yourself. No, that is you opening doors for people who could not open the door themselves. And so she yes. gave me permission. So this year, I'm always transparent about money. So this year, I'll clear like a little over $200,000 a year. But next year, honestly, I have a new a new venture in place that will take my business from $200,000 to about a million plus by next year. Wait a minute. You need to pause on that for and give us five seconds of celebration. She already on to making the money. Let us just applaud you, boo. Can we clap for you too? Do a little celebration. Seriously. We need that hammond and tambourine. That is so amazing. What 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 were you doing to stop yourself from going for the million dollars? Mm -hmm. Said that. I didn't want to ask people to pay for things. Mm. And so people like, so I do this live richer challenge and you know, it's free. It's free every January. And I thought, well, you know, I'm giving away this information for free. I don't like to, I didn't want to ask people to pay for anything from me that like most of my money comes from speaking and from corporate clients. Mm-hmm. The app person, the only thing you would ever pay for is maybe a book if you wanted to buy it on Amazon, you know, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and I, I could justify that because I would say, well, Amazon doesn't let you just give a book away for free. So I could justify you paying for this $10 book. So you mm-hmm. felt guilt around making yes. people pay for something. Yeah. Is what Especially, I hear. Yes. Because I was giving, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm helping. I'm supposed to be a helper. How can I ask for money? And I'm helping you. Mm. And I told myself, you know, I make plenty of money from these corporate organizations. I don't need any more. That's greedy. Mm. You know? Mm. And when she said that, I thought, you know, one of one of my ultimate goals is to go into economically depressed areas and I want to adopt 
a preschool, not the children themselves particularly, but a preschool and tell the parents of these preschoolers in the worst area, in the worst section, in the worst. I got one for you. When you get ready to start, (laughs) if you want to test, if you want to beta test one, Uh I have one for you. Okay. Okay. And I want to adopt those kids and tell the parents like, when you, if you get them to high school and graduate them, I got them for college. Yes. So that is what, and then go That's wealth. You know, and that's what I mean. I that's can't wealth. do that. Just make it not just, but I can't do that. Right. Two hundred thousand. I need to make millions to be able to go. Girl, you better school. tell it. You You're know? talking to two global distribution oh, distributors for God's it. love. That's how we believe. How can I do for you if mm-hmm. I only have enough for my family? Yes, I exactly. can't. I cannot represent God's light in dark places exactly. if I'm only taking care of my house. And then you just you like see the vision, right? Yeah. Like you see, like oh, for me, my big thing is I want to fund entrepreneurial businesses, mm. like people who have a dream and who also like have a plan. Okay. And I just want to every weekend or once a month, I just want to give out like $10,000. Cause for me, $10,000 starting out would have been like a million dollars. So I know how important it is just to get five or $10,000. Yep. That's what I, I, I see it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I see it. I just, Oh, I love it. I'm no, excited. That's, oh, that's great. Give that permission to go ahead and get that permission. great wealth. Everyone doesn't have that opportunity. And so, and even to, that, but you know what, Tiffany, I think what, one thing she was telling you is to give yourself permission to believe that yes. you could have it. Because once you believe it, I'm sure once you start to believe it is oh when you God. start to get that process. Uh-huh. in Because if you don't believe it, you can't you come can't up with the plan. Yeah. No. And, and you're God, right. God won't reveal to you anything that you cannot grab a hold of in your belief. So if you did, if you hadn't opened the gateway in your belief mm-hmm. that you were going to be a vessel for it, there's no point in him showing you details. Yeah, you're right. Giving you wisdom because you weren't going to use it. So exactly. <laughs> yes, I love that. So yeah. I just like that is would be my because like I said, ultimately I'm a teacher and my legacy is really to make sure that people get all the education that they need and deserve. Because what I found, especially with young children who grow up, because I taught in Newark, New Jersey, so Newark is like Detroit. Newark is like Southside Chicago, you know, Newark is like Oakland. So those types of cities. What I found is like from teaching in these cities and some of the worst neighborhoods is that these kids were so smart. And the only thing they lacked was access and opportunity. That's it. Yes. Yes. And so imagine if you took that barrier out of the way, how many doctors and lawyers and nurses and teachers would we have? But we don't have them because they don't have the access and opportunity. Right. And I would notice that parents who did not think that there was a future for their kids parented differently. So like when I taught preschool, I would have the kids do this chant about like uh, I would we would have this game where I would pretend to be sick and say, who's going to be my doctor? When I get old and they would say me or who's going to teach my kids or who's going to build this bridge. And so at three and four, I had them thinking about going to college and the parents Mm -hmm. would come back to me and say, why are you telling my baby he can go to college? And I would have to train the parents to say, yes, he can. Mm -hmm. So you have Mm -hmm. to you have to parent him differently. Yeah. So because you have to prepare him for that. Yeah. So what if you knew that there was no way to fail, that Mm. if I get my baby to graduate, oh, he's going to school. Right. You know? So, like, all of a sudden, you're thinking differently about your child, about after-school programs. You're thinking differently about tutoring. You're thinking differently about homework. Yes, you better do your homework. That money is waiting for you, baby, you know? Yes. And so I just yeah. want to be able to do that. So that's what great wealth does. It allows you yes. to change the world around you. Yes, and create bridges where there are none. Exactly. Absolutely. And I think that, I mean, if I can say this myself, I feel like there is a, a crop, a slew of people that are being empowered right now to take on that charge. Yes. Of being a bridge mm. between that access and opportunity because 
we've been afforded a lot of opportunities that many of these children, like you say, will never see in these communities unless we bring them forward. Mm-hmm. And as generations did before us, left a legacy in education yeah. that we could be, that we could go to school on. Yes. You know what I mean? It's up to us now. And, and we are that generation. There, There's not another, like we are the ones that mm-hmm. right now it's us. <laughs> We're it. If you're waiting for a sign, like someone is seeing listening and they've been praying for a sign, they've been hoping for a sign, message, this is it. This is it. Confirmation. This is the email from God. This is the text. This is the phone call. This is the podcast. Yes, Amen. That's, that's what this is, that if you are holding back at work and not wanting to ask for that raise, if you are not starting that business, if whatever that thing is you're telling yourself as to why it cannot happen for you, that is not true. And that you are doing a disservice to yourself and to those around you by not going for it. Mm-hmm. You know, there are Absolutely. people who are waiting on you to, to win so that way they can win too. Yes. So Tiffany, what is money? Money really just is a tool for exchange. So before there was physical money, people used to just barter. You know, mm-hmm. like, hey, I braid hair. Hey, I babysit kids. Let's swap. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted they people wanted to have some sort of something in between so that way bartering could have like um could have more meaning. Mm-hmm. So like okay, so I braid hair it's $10, I watch kids it's $10. Let's just exchange that $10 instead. Mm-hmm. And so money really is not a real thing. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. so many people put so much stock into money. Really money is more so an idea. And mm-hmm. if you realize that you can create money from the ideas that you have, I mean, you could start a business today and be profitable tomorrow. There's a little 14-year-old girl down the street from here who braids hair. She's making money from a skill set that she learned from her grandma. Yeah. You, you know, you can bring money out of anywhere. Yeah. So once you realize just how easy it is to kind of bring forth money, you realize you don't have to struggle as much as you think. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's really, to me, one of the reasons why I started the Budget Nista. My crusade is really to get people to realize that there are financial opportunities everywhere. When yes. did you learn that lesson, Tiffany? When did I learn that? Like, you know, it's entrepreneurship has taught me a lot about money. So it has taught me that in the beginning, I used to struggle for every little penny. And then you reach a point where things started flowing. And, and I'm like, well, what am I doing differently? When I first started, I'm doing the same basic information that I taught when I started five years ago that I'm doing now, but I'm getting paid more for it. Mm-hmm. So why is there a value difference? Mm-hmm. And so just the idea, like, well, I saw you on TV, so I ought to pay you more. It's the same thing I was doing and begging people to take for free five yeah. years ago. You know, and I'm like, wow, I'm going to do it for free, but you're going to pay me $10,000 to mm-hmm. do the same speech? Yeah. Wow. So then I started realizing that you can create these opportunities for yourself. Yes. So for Superman, he's a contractor. He works for the city where we live. And I was telling him, you've been working for the city for like 10 years. You're so good at fixing literally everything. Every time something happens to my car or whatever, Superman fixes it. I said, why don't you own properties? Uh, you know, I don't Literally, you do for the city what you could do for yourself and probably make 10 times more. Yeah. Same yeah. skill set, different value. Mm-hmm, and absolutely. so, yeah, if you could just realize that, like, oh, well, all I know how to do is what? You know how to ba- braid somebody's hair? Girl, people will pay you. Yes. You know how to do eyebrows? People will pay you. You know how to paint nails? There are people who are making a million dollars painting someone's nails. Yes. You yes. Know? So, so it's really in your mind. The shift mm-hmm. for her took totally. place. Yeah. And, and that's for all of us. It's what we believe is yeah. true for us. It's true. And, and, and we see other people doing it and we create, oh, but that's so-and-so. I can create 10 reasons why Tiffany's the budget Nisa and I'm not. Oh. I can make justifications oh. all day. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tiffany can do that because Tiffany has this, that, and the other. Or Tiffany's mm-hmm. done X, Y, and Z. Tiffany created it. 
In her mind, she decided that it was possible for her to be an exceptional financial educator. Yep. And she set a platform for herself because no one gave her permission. No one gave her permission. And I'm pretty sure many people would say, okay, but you're, I'm, no offense, but you're a little young black girl. Really, like, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. hold on. You, like, didn't, you, you, you didn't disqualify yourself. Exactly. And that's the thing. We, we always, we tend to disqualify ourselves and we qualify other people. And we wait yeah. on somebody to give us a torch. And and we, yeah. And so we say, you know, you know what? I, I just need more training. Yep. Yes. I need to go back to school. I need to go get it's, another degree for this. Especially women. Especially yep. women. Yep. A man will be 60%, 30% ready and go for it. A woman will be 110% ready to be like, let me just get 120. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let, me, let, me, let me just go get another degree. Yeah. I think yeah. I just need another degree. I think I need to go get certified in this. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, let me tell you, I remember the first time Prudential hired me to do something. I, I mean, like literally I was a preschool teacher. Then I was the budgetista. There was no in between. Yeah. Yeah. And so I remember when they hired me to do something, I remember calling like Alicia being like, um, y- y'all know I'm not a certified financial advisor. I thought she was miss. She didn't know. She said, no, Tiffany, I know. I know you're a financial educator, which is different. An advisor can sell insurance and yeah. invest. You know, you're certified in that. And I thought that's what they were looking for. They wanted me to speak at a panel at, at Megafest. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, she's like, no, we just wanted a, a, at the time they used to call me a blogger. We just wanted a financial blogger to come on board. And I was like, wow, everybody was, was telling me you need to become certified as an advisor. You need to sell insurance. Uh-huh, you need uh-huh. to, I didn't need any of that. She was yeah. like, no, I like your transparency. We love your voice. We want you to come on board. And we never need any of that crap. Yes, at all. No. You just yeah. need you. You have no. the skills yeah. if, that you have the skills that, that are necessary to make things work. I'm yeah. telling you. In the first two years of my business, and I was looking to quit at the time, I was sleeping on my sister's couch, Tracy. You met her, Brandon Tracy. Yes. Tra- poor Tracy. She let me sleep on her couch for nine months, rent-free. I didn't buy groceries. I had nothing. <laughs> Lifted out of a suitcase. And this is me at age 31. Yeah, that's because a hard moment. Because at 29, what? I mean, because mm-hmm. you lose every, I lost everything during the recession. Mm-hmm. And I was a teacher. My school closed because they lost their funding at 29. So for two years, I bounced back and forth, stayed at my parents. And then finally, I, I moved in with Tracy. And I just was struggling financially and took out all the money out of my, my uh, retirement account, which I do not suggest because they took 30% of it, all this yeah. money I had saved. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking, like, this can't be life. I'm 31 years old. I used to have a house. At the time, I had a boyfriend that we had broken up. I had nothing but my little raggedy car that I had bought like when I was like 26. And I thought, this just can't be life. I went from living in a house to living out of a suitcase and, and living in my sister's living room. Mm. And it was then that I realized, well, you don't have anything else to do but go for it. Mm-hmm. And so I started with what I knew best and I knew how to budget. And just I started showing people how to do that. And that was the one skill set that I had was I knew how to teach and I knew how to budget. When Go ahead. You, when you first started, how many people did you have on board, like with a Facebook group or how did you? Oh, not, I didn't have a Facebook. I didn't have anything. I literally had a Facebook page, like a regular page, just like everybody else. And that's where you were teaching? Yeah, I used to post a tip of the day for a year and a half, a tip of the day, tip of the day, drink water, it's cheaper, tip of the day. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, tip, and how many likes did you have that first year? Two, two three, four. <laughs> And I was like, but you know what? Like after six months of being ignored, Uh somebody hit me behind the scenes was like, I love your tips. I come to your page for your tips every day. Do you help people budget? And I said, yeah. And she was like, well, how much do you charge? I said, I made up a number. I think I said like $75. She's like, well, look, I have $25. I said, I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) I was for like two and a half hours for $25. (laughs) But you know what? The next person, I charge $50. The next person, Uh I uh-huh. And it still was not enough. 
to like buy anything, but it was slow. I was learning slowly but surely. And the tip of the day taught me how to market on social media. Yes. Time Twitter wasn't really out that much and neither was uh, Instagram. And so, and there were no Facebook business groups at that time. So I was just using my personal page. So what I used to do is you can't do this anymore now on Facebook, but I used to, one of my homeworks to myself as a business owner was to go out and friend a hundred different people. Mm-hmm. a day mm-hmm. and just send out a friend request and maybe 20 would say okay yeah because i knew that if i was able to post my tip of the day and 20 new people saw it maybe they would hire me yeah and so i would go and i would try to look try to friend people who looked she important so a friend that's friended me i would go to your friend list and look for headshots like oh she looks important friend <laughs> <laughs> is so some of my my great friends I met this way what would happen is they would see oh she's friends with Brandeis even though Brandeis friended me because I was friends with her other friend and so they're like well okay I'll add her not knowing I don't know nobody in this circle (laughs) (laughs) but you just got you came to center the circle quick like that and then I started adding these tips and after a while and then I changed my Facebook name to Tiffany the Budgetista Aliche uh-huh. And so that meant every time I posted a tip, you were like the budgetista. Yeah, budget psychology in your yep. head. Yep. And slowly right. but surely that started to grow. And then I realized that people will pay you for what they see you're doing. So I stopped doing tips of the day and started every time I spoke, and most of the time it was for free, I started showing a picture of me speaking. Like, had a great time speaking at such and such Baptist yeah. church. And then I would say, if you'd like for me to speak at your church, contact me here and I would add a clickable link to Facebook and without fail within about 48 hours somebody would contact me they might not have always hired me but they would contact me and then I realized the more of those that I would post the more I would get contacted and the more I could post some more so I mean when I tell you right now I'm in school (laughs) and so because I had no money and so Facebook was the only way and then soon I was starting to get all these speaking engagements from people on Facebook because they would see me like, well, they, Tiffany's talking every day. Meanwhile, I wasn't getting paid not now, a liquor for those speaking <laughs> engagements. But I would never say. I would just be like, had a great time speaking here. Yes. Well, it's about this. And then contact me here. And then soon they would assume I was getting paid and then say, well, what's your rate? And it would be like $150 at first, then $300, then $200. Like, and so I started to grow my rate. Yeah. Because they call it social proof. The more people Absolutely. see that people have vetted you, the more they're willing to invest in you. Absolutely. And that's how I got my first big contract with uh, Prudential. Because they saw me speaking at the United Way. And they're like, well, if the United Way has vetted her, she must be good. Exactly. You know? And then I got from Prudential, I got City National Bank. Well, if Prudential got her, she must be good. Yep. And so I used to just be like surprised. Like, oh, you, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know I'm not certified, right? <laughs> Like, you know, you know, I'm a financial educator. I don't, they're like, yes, Tiffany, we know. It's all over your website. It's like, it's clear as day at the bottom. But I would get nervous, like, you know, like, I don't want, you know, I, you never want, you always want to be transparent and honest. And this is something so important to what you're saying, Tiffany, because I mean, you know, I'm in branding. I'm sitting here, like, seeing your whole progression. If you go to market and all, all the social proof that you pulled together and made from everything that you did. And the other thing that you did do that everyone has to remember, this is a whole other tough episode of a sort, but you cannot compete. You are a financial educator. There's a separate lane for you that does not require the certification, the degrees and the expertise that a, a financial advisor would need totally different lane. And that's what I think is so important. When we start realizing we don't have to compete Yes. You established an identity that was authentic to who you are and you kept building on it, building on it, building on it. And that's why you can stand on it today as a financial mm-hmm. educator. 
I was truthful because you I were could truthful. Have, I was considering someone's like, you should go ahead. and But I wasn't passionate about investing. And that's not I, who you are. I should be able to speak to it honestly. Yes. And, and it, it was shown. Like when it came to budgeting, what? I mean, you could, I could, you should see me. People will run into me at the supermarket and be like, budgeting, is that true? Quick question. And I could give a lesson right there by the melons, like, yeah, girl, feeling them like, so what you need to do is, because <laughs> it's what I truly know, yeah. versus like me studying a book and trying to figure out some basic investment Absolutely. stuff. Yep. It's yep. not real. You want to That's what Brandis and I tell people all the time. We're not, we're not uh, uh, in the coaching industry. No, nope. we are not psychologists. We are, we are not psychiatrists. We are experts at being women. Mm-hmm. We are giving advice from our heart, from our perspective. If you don't like that, this is not the podcast for you, but we make that very clear. This is our lane. And I mean, that's the thing you did. This is your lane and tying it back into money. Every person has a lane yes. with their money. Everyone has a lane. Everyone has a direction. Everyone has goals and ambitions. Absolutely. I love how philanthropy is a big part of yours, a big part of mine and Brandis's. I think everyone should have that at the core of their money. But what do you think? Because we want to talk to our women about 2016 and setting some standards around their money, how mm-hmm. it's handled. Can you give us, can you give us for free, Tiffany? I know you do this. <laughs> I know you on the, I mean, you know, can we take this back a few years and get some free tips for our girls? So number one is get started. Because Mm. this is what I find. Everyone will tell themselves like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't know how to do it. So I, I, I don't know what should I, you know, like there's always an excuse for why you can't get started. So I give this analogy that if you are trying to drive from New York to California if you're waiting on your headlights to shine from New York to California, that's just not how life works. Yeah. You know? Headlights shine six feet ahead of you, right? Uh-huh. So then once you close that gap of the six feet, what happens? You see the next six feet. Yes. yes. And that's how life works. If you get started, the way becomes clearer the more you're moving. Yes. So get that's, started. That's get started. Don't, you don't have to know the whole way. Just ask yourself, what's the next best step? Is it so, a Google search? Is it a question? What's the next best step? Well, I'm going to say their next best step is to join your Live Richer Challenge. (laughs) I'm going to say that because I trust the advice that you give. And I trust that you understand women at different stages in their financial careers. A lot of a lot of our listeners are making a lot of money. Mm. And some people but some people would expect them to have a level of preparedness that they may not have. So I'm trusting I'm going to say give the website, Tiffany, because I think that's a great start place. So then number two would be to join the challenge. I have this financial challenge. You can go to livericherchallenge.net, N-E-T. So livericherchallenge.net. And what I love so much about the challenge that it's really more than money. It's a movement. And so the way it works is starting on January 4th, collectively about 40,000 to 50,000 women work on the same daily task for 22 days. And so... What happens, you sign up, and then collectively, starting January 4th, we collectively, as a group of women, about 40,000 of us worldwide, we work on one specific financial task a day. All the tasks are really easy and actionable, and at the end, you'll see a concrete shift forward. And what I really like most about the challenge is that there is this online group that I created on Facebook. It's a, it's a secret group, so you're, you can only be added when you've done the, when you've done the challenge with us. Mm-hmm. And in that group, there's support. There's resources, there are answers, you can ask any question that you want. And it's like just this magical, beautiful place where women can just gather and, and get financial assistance for free. And so it's all at livericherchallenge.net. There's no excuses to why you're not going to get on financial track starting in 2016. 
I love that. Okay, what's our number three? So number three is ask for help. Mm. So many times we think we got to do it all by yourself. You don't. Ask for help. You know, like I, for example, I was always late with my taxes. My cat was like, Tiffany, you need a bookkeeper, you know? Uh-huh. And so one of the things that I did was I hired a bookkeeper. Mm-hmm. And I needed an assistant. I hired an assistant. And before I could hire an assistant, I used free interns as assistants. So ask for help. Get help. Don't try to do everything yourself. Preach. Especially as it relates to your money. Like for right now, if you had like a, a pain in your arm, you wouldn't try to operate on your own, right? right we don't right. do that. Absolutely. Right? You would go to the doctor. Yes. But for some reason with our money, we feel like we ought to know how to operate. Right. Yeah. And no. we don't want to let anybody <laughs> know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's going on with our money? Exactly. And so that's just not true. Mm-hmm. Like, there are people who went to school for these things. There are people who have trained in these things. Get their help. And all of them don't cost a whole lot of money. You know, an accountant, you get like my accountant, I just pay him one time a year. You can go to H&R Block or you can get an accountant. And my accountant is cheaper than H&R Block and it does a better job, you know. Wow. And so just getting help. And probably number four is a little bit of tough love. And to know this, and this is what Brandeis was alluding to earlier, that if it's not working, you're not working. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard to hear. You're like, I am working. I'm like, you might be working, but you might be working in, uh, in a capacity that's just not the right place to go. Mm-hmm. So, for example, you might say to yourself, you know what? Every day, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm taping this podcast or every day I'm writing on my blog. But maybe the topic that you're using on your blog really is not authentic to you. So you might be working in this one way, but it's not, it's not working, working for, for you. you, you know? Really? So if it's not working, because there's no way that you're going to put in a ton of work in the right place at the right time and it not work. You so you have to evaluate girl. Ooh, You know? are giving it. <laughs> so, because what I noticed is that I used to like, so I was like a BC student in high school. And then even after high school, I kind of was getting like a BC in life. Like, yeah, I did well enough. <laughs> and then I found teaching mm-hmm. and I started exploring. Selling. When I became a preschool teacher, I was getting awards. People were coming to my classroom, taking pictures. The mayor, I mean, because I had finally found my lane. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, wow, I am a teacher. Before this, I was in the wrong lane. Mm-hmm. So I was getting a BC in life because I was not doing what I was supposed to be doing. And I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. But once I found my lane, I was excelling. And now this BC student is going to be running a multi-million dollar company within five years of starting it. Why? Because I'm authentic to why I'm here, which exactly. is to teach. As long as I teach, whether it's teaching you how to cook, teaching you how to write, teaching you whatever it is, I know that as long as I stay authentic to why I'm here, which is mm-hmm. to teach, then I will be okay. Yep. Oh, Tiffany. Yep, Girl. Tiffany. Mic drop. Yep, yep. I'm telling <laughs> you. Where do ours. I send in my offer? <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany, that was some spoken word, girl. You just straight up. Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you, great girlfriend, something. If you have not looked up Tiffany, you need to take the time to do that first. But if you don't play this episode over and, and over, because I'm going to be playing it over I and gotta over. i got to rewind this. Like, I'm, I'm fortunate. I get to edit it. Right. So I get to listen and listen and listen. But I'm so obsessed with so many of the things that you said today because... Some, because I came in today for the recording on an offbeat mm-hmm. and my mind was just running in the wrong direction. I was really taxed by the tra- by the commute and so forth. There's so much fire that just got kicked inside yes. of me and it reinforced so much of uh, the principles that are core to who I am, core to who Brandis is and what we want to share with women. And you just, you spewed it like you knew what we wanted you to say. 
Because why? My purpose is to teach. You, you can just you tell. Can do it. It's just yep, it's girl. Out of you. And it's not even about teaching money. It's about preparing mm-hmm. people for life legacy. Yes. Yeah. And that's really what I want my legacy to be. That money happens to be the vehicle that I'm choosing now yeah. to drive this. But ultimately, I know that I just want people to have a better life. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes when I see someone struggle unnecessarily, I want to say like, no, you don't have to live like that. Yes. Whoever told you that they were mistaken or they're lying to you or you're lying to yourself. It doesn't have to be like that. There is better out there. Yeah. And if money is an excuse that you're using, let me take that excuse away by teaching you via the budgetista. Yeah. You know, yeah. or if not knowing how to start a business is the excuse you're using, let me take that away by teaching. Yeah. And so to me, it's just really important because so many people miss out on having this awesome, amazing life that's really like just arm's length away that they can have because of you know them telling themselves and because of this like rewinding record that they have in their head of, about why they don't deserve or why they can't have that and that's just yeah. not true yeah you're teaching resourcefulness as well like you're teaching people to think outside of these boxes that we've mm-hmm. had that have been like controlling us for so long yeah keeping us from living our more mm-hmm. yeah i would say most people start like most people stay at this base level in life they don't realize that they would pick their head up just a little bit. The waters seem a little bit rough, but once you pick your head up just a little bit more, you realize, wait, there's another level up here. Mm-hmm. And you're like, it's, it's kind of cool up here. Girl. And you realize, like, wait a minute. If you pick your head up a little bit more, there's another level up there. There are some people who are living at the peak level of life. There's just a few of them because they look down and they're like, man, people only knew that you would pick your head up and stand up. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I know people Then you can go to the next level. And and then once you go to the next level, you start to think, well, dang, if this level was here, I wonder what's a little bit higher. Yes. Yes. And so I aim to live at the top level of what life can be like. I aim to, I want to raise a family. I want to be married. I want to have a successful business. I want to give for a living. I want to have a self, a fully self-actualized life. And I know that I can, and I'm working toward that actively because I know that it's there. And once you tell yourself it is there, it is mine to have, it is mine already. I'm just in process toward it. Yeah. That can't nobody tell you anything. Sure. You know? America, Girl, I, you I think that's it. That, was, that, <laughs> that is a wrap. That's great. Oh. You, are, you are capable of greatness, great girlfriends. Don't yes. tell anyone. Well, Tiffany, kill it, Tiffany. You just are incredible. It. I'm just telling you, we're so. <laughs> <laughs> Look, me and me and some are gonna be on fire when we get Wait, off of here. Seriously, <laughs> seriously, I feel like I saw Creed again. I know. <laughs> oh, well, okay, girlfriends, that was amazing, and we, Tiffany, we can't thank you. Enough, we cannot thank you enough. Enough, enough. Tiffany, the life legacy by Janista Aliche. me? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? I said, can I tell them where to find me? You better lay it out. <laughs> so you, I am the budgetista on every social media platform. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Periscope, everything. And at thebudgetnista.com. If you ever have any questions or issues, you can always contact me at thebudgetnista.com. And I hope, hope, hope that all the great girlfriends will join the free Live Richer Challenge, um, which is livericherchallenge.net. And I just want to start off the year off strong and I want to help you to do and be better. And I just want to thank you, Brandis and Sybil, for having me. Oh, thank so you. No, I just had a great time. Tiffany, we Girl. had the best time. Yes, we did. <laughs> we just got thousands and thousands of dollars worth of content, yes. ladies. <laughs> This was amazing. Well, we want to thank our husbands first. I want to just thank my Mega Man, Kwaku. Thank you, Rich Bro. You got Superman. I got a a Mega Man. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) 
gotta give I gotta give Rich a uh a, you gotta give him a title. Yeah, I gotta yep, give him a title. Bae. That's just my bae. Yeah, that's yeah. my bae. <laughs> and Tiffany, do you wanna spin a send a shout out to your Superman? Superman knows that like, you know, it's so funny because he just texted me and he was like, babe, I put food in the microwave for you. Like, cause I was like running upstairs. I was like, I'm gonna go take my um, you know, great girlfriend. He was like, okay, we'll make you something to eat. And I was like, oh, okay. So I guess he was like on his way out. Like, you know, I made food for you. And that Superman is so supportive. Oh. Because especially with women like us, it is not easy. Oh no, Girl, we are special. <laughs> yes. We are. It's we are. We are special. We is. We are a lot. We are. We, we are, are a lot. We are. <laughs> yes. Man, to be secure in himself and to say, I, I, you know, not that I allow, but I understand that I cannot hold you in this box. And whoever you are and whatever you want to be, I'm here to love you and support you. It is. I mean, you just cannot. And you guys just shake it because you just know. Because we yes, know. we. We have no. wings to fly because of that. You know yes. what I mean? Like that that just puts us at higher altitude. Yeah. Higher and higher. Absolutely. Yes. So I just really want to thank him and he knows how much I love him. And Supergirl is awesome too. She's just I always say I'm like, you know, when Superman and I get married and have a kid, I'm like, I hope she's like half the kid at Supergirl because she's amazing. Aww. You should, you're like packing up my boxes for me and like putting labels on things for me. Oh <laughs> Yeah, they're the best. So yeah, I'm really thankful. Thank you for reminding me to shout out my my uh, my super team. Yes, I and I thank my little mini Sam and Dilly, and I want to thank Miss Sky. Yes, she's so she's such a gem, y'all. She's been amazing this entire recording. Y'all didn't even know she was here. Yeah, so she right here. <laughs> and thank you to all of our great girlfriends for trusting us as your go-to source for everything life, love, and laughter. You can listen on our website at thegreatgirlfriends.com on iTunes, Stitchers, or Blueberry. Remember to check us out on Instagram, The Great Girlfriends, Facebook, The Great Girlfriends, Twitter, The underscore Great GFS, and tell all of your friends to visit our website at thegreatgirlfriends.com. Post your questions, share with your friends, keep listening, and keep being a, a great, great girlfriend. girlfriend. <laughs> I'm Sybil. And I'm Brandis. And I'm Tiffany. And we're signing off. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.